Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Tips and Slip Sports, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome into episode number 19 of the talking the line podcast thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful friday of bets hey before we go any further and dive deep into today's action take a few moments to Smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening to the Talking the Line podcast on. If you like the sound waves reverberating off of your eardrums and you could be so kind as to, go ahead and leave us a review. We certainly do appreciate those five stars. And last but not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will find the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you can locate all of the TTL crew's content so you can consume it however and whenever you please. I am your humble host, Colton Colt45 Sroka, and as per usual, it is my pleasure to bring in the co-host of the TTL podcast, a young man who is as gassed up as I am that the Major League Baseball regular season has officially kicked off and is underway, a young man who, uh, is ready to get back on the right side of the tracks and start cashing some damn tickets like we know how because we had one hell of a month of March. Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend, Riley Armax Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? I'm doing solid, man. It's, uh, like you said, solid Friday of bets. Baseball is underway. We've Ooh, got yeah. NBA, NHL, Final mm. Four this weekend. Better believe it. It's full, uh, fully loaded plate here. Locked, loaded, ready to go. We have uh, had a few rough days. Nothing, uh, no, nah, I don't want to even say rough. You know, two two days ago on uh, Wednesday's pod, little little bit of uh, a rough one. Yeah, not what you want. No big deal, not what you want. We had a little bit of a rough go of opening day MLB, but yeah. hey, when you're trying to cap baseball games when there is little to no sample size to go off of, it's pretty hard to do, my friend. Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, it's opening day, though. You got to yeah. dive. Come on. You can't just dip your toe, and you got to cannonball right into that. We got a hundred. We got a hundred and eighty games to look forward to. Well, one hundred seventy nine now. So, <laughs> whatever the case might be for your specific team, 
Uh, we have been absolutely red hot on hockey as of late. That's been uh, going pretty solid. Our special plays have been real solid. So we're chugging right along into the month of April. The uh, old trend graph, if you will, graph on uh, both of our action apps is doing nothing but trending in the upwards direction. And on the green side of the category, by the way, perfect time to mention Stop on by the Talking the Line action app. Yes, we do have an action app for the Talking the Line. It is all of the TTL plays only on mine and Mag's action app. You or action accounts, whatever you want to say, you will find all of our personal plays as well as the TTL. But if you just want to play the TTL picks and see how they do over time, go ahead, follow us on the action app and get all of our locks right at your fingertips. Wild news coming out of college basketball day, my man. Yeah, man. Not fair to be dropping uh, <laughs> not just little sprinkles of news. Yesterday, I'm just sorry. Massive Time of recording. Atom bombs of college basketball news coming out on April Fool's Day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took me 10 minutes before I was fully, you know, fully confident that it was actual news. But yeah, to kick it off, you got Roy Williams. Right. One of the all-time legends of college basketball. Prolific. Taking a calling it a day, calling it a day. I guess. I mean, I had saw Rostein tweeted out, and then I saw Bleacher Report, and somebody else tweeted out, and I was like, okay, if all these major sources are tweeted out, it can't be fake. So then, of course, I saw the one first, and I was like, no, yeah, that's that's something Rostein would do, no chance, right? But yeah, hey, great for Roy. Had an absolutely amazing collegiate head coaching career. Yeah. Took, Wish he could have gone out a little bit better, but... Yeah, it was a rough one for him, but I mean, took UNC to three national titles, Yeah, 33 postseasons, I think 159 victories in the postseason, sure. in the NCAA tournament, so I mean, all props to Roy Williams. I mean, hey, no, yeah. it's going to be a little interesting to see who Coach K is going to get to Duke out now, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, no pun intended there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to be, see. They got to be swinging for the fences. Yeah, I already saw a tweet out that uh, Roy Williams is involved in the next hiring, uh, okay. and they're already on the move for the okay. next coach. Speaking of which, Texas gets a new coach with Shaka getting the boot. Old Chris Beard coming yep. in to coach the Longhorns, huh? Hey, big move. Or not that big of a move as far as distance wise, right. but I mean, you know, but a little while. You know, there has been some rumblings about it for you know the last uh, you know even couple years, especially since right. he made the deep run into the uh into the final four two years ago and without even him saying anything it was whenever someone's an alma mater of a school and you know they're starting to do well elsewhere the rumblings start to come out very true doesn't matter if he's like nah i'm cool here (laughs) yeah hey you're gonna have to wait a whole nother year to find out but We'll see if Texas can finally get it done in the tournament. Chris Beard's a good coach, man. He He, is a hell of a coach. Passionate coach. Very, very, very well thought out. Yeah, all modern from Texas. So, you know, that decision makes it easier for him. Oh, yeah. And their recruiting recruiting is going to come easier for him at Texas compared to Texas Tech. Just a fact. Oh, by the way, man, we owe you guys an apology. Uh, for you loyal listeners out there, we got caught up in the fanfare of opening day baseball, of all types of hockey. We had seven straight bets coming off of our newsletter plus a parlay. We had all types of going stuff going on yesterday, and we forgot Fan Question Friday. Mm-hmm. We we didn't necessarily forget. We thought about it right at about seven o'clock on uh, the day of recording. 
and uh, just not enough time to let yeah. it circulate see out there. See what had happened. Get you some stuff. See what had happened was, <laughs> but we will definitely get you guys back. We're, we're uh, kicking in a, another segment in place of that today, so don't worry. This one will also fill your brain with some cold hard facts and knowledge. But outside of that, why don't we just get right into this damn thing? Let's dive in. You know what? You know why you came here, folks. You know why you chose to hit that play button on the Talking the Line podcast. It wasn't to hear about all the other sports news. It wasn't to hear about gossip and who's doing what in what sport and what category and what fraction of the universe. You came here for the cold, hard locks and to rack in some cold, hard cash with the TTL crew. So let's hop right in. As per usual... First segment of the day, the TTL Cruise favorite plays of the day for your Friday, April 2nd, 2021. Now for our first slate of the day, we're headed to the NBA slate for today. And for our first play, I'm going to go ahead and pass it on over, get the assist, and allow my partner to dunk home our first lock of the day. Well. Thank you for that pass. How about there. that, baby? Well, all right. So for the first one here, we are going to the Charlotte Hornets plus four versus the Indiana Pacers. Hornets are coming off of a tough loss last night against Brooklyn. Got their teeth kicked in pretty hard. But uh, no fear. Hornets are five after that. They are five and one ATS over their last six, four and two straight up over that stretch. Following a loss this season, Charlotte is 14 and nine ATS. <laughs> So a very good bounce back team here. Uh, another little interesting tidbit in conference games, they are 14, 8, and 1 ATS mm-hmm. compared to the Pacers 10 and 18 okay. in conference games. Okay. Pacers got some rough ATS trends for them. They are 0 and 5 ATS in their last five home games as favorites. They are 2 and 12 ATS over their last 14 uh 14 home games versus a team with a losing road record. And they are three and fourteen ATS over their last seventeen home games. Okay, and they're favored by four points here. Yee, not the uh, not, not the, the spot. spot for the Pacers here. Not the spot you want to be trusting them in. Not at all. And uh, you know, like I said, four point favorite. If this was like you know close to a pick 'em, it might be maybe maybe. maybe. I still like now, the Hornets to win out right though. Now you can look, and there is a trend out there. Hornets are 0-4 ATS, last four in Indiana. Sure. However, only one of those games has been in uh, or in 2021, so not all too worried about it. Right. Or two games, I'm sorry. Indiana won 116-106 to um, 106 a- in Charlotte, and both games were in Charlotte. So I'm t- completely talking out of my right, ass. Right, right. They split both games were both in Charlotte. Charlotte. Right. So it doesn't even matter. This Hornets team this year is so much better than Hornets mm-hmm. teams of past yeah, the Pacers have the firepower. Everybody talks to bonus this, a bonus that. He's a hit or miss sometimes here or there. Who knows what's going to happen with that lineup from night in and night out. And you've keyed on it throughout your whole analysis there, partner. The Pacers are terrible ATS this season. I mean, any spot you want to put them in, yeah. they don't have good numbers in any situation you find them in. And I think uh, of all the teams in the NBA that Charlotte Hornets are the poster team for teams that the general public underlooks and think that there's still some scrub right you know get kicked in the teeth every single night right. team and, and for solid. you know for games like where they go up like last night against the nets and they get their teeth kicked in sure mm-hmm. but they're fourth place in the east 
Yeah. Pacers are ninth place. I, you know, I'm not using that as my analysis, but my point is but. the Hornets are the most underrated team in the NBA, if I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that. And for that reason, sports books, you know, don't give them as much love because the public, uh, you know, doesn't really see them as uh, as that fourth best team in the East, I would say. 100%. So we are guaranteed taking the two buckets, lay or taking the two buckets with the Hornets plus four. Lock it in right now or whatever the best current line you can find it at on your favorite sports book. As always, we will recap every single bet once we get all the way through today's favorite plays of today. But moving right along into our second NBA lock of the day, I'm going to go ahead and take this one. And we are headed to the matchup between the Dallas Mavericks and the New York Knicks. This one's tipping off at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's being played in New York. Now, these two teams have both been wagons to the under on the season. They have a combined record of 38 and 56 over under. 56 times they've gone to that under in, in yep. between the two of them, and they are absolute machines to it. New York, we recently took them, and they're under hit. They are 7-3 and three to the under in their last 10 games. And surprisingly, even though the offensive firepower that Dallas possesses, they are also 7-3 and three to the under in their last 10 overall. The under is 4-0 and oh in the Knicks' last four overall. In their fifth, that's when they had one of those overs. The under is 4-0 in the Knicks' last four when their opponent allows 100 points or more in their previous game. And they are under. The under is 4-0 in the Knicks' last four playing on one day's rest. Under is 7-1 in the Mavericks' last eight after allowing 100 points or more in their previous game. So a little back-to-back stat there for you. Over is 5-1 in the Mavericks' last... Or, I'm sorry, the under is 4-1 and one in the Mavericks' last five when their opponent scores 100 points or more in their previous game. Love to see it. And one final one here for the under. It is 12-2 in the Mavericks' last 14 road games versus a team with a winning home record. Knicks have been solid at home. They put up a fight, and they don't let teams run it up on them. They held Milwaukee to 102 on the road. They held Miami. Actually, sorry, partner. They uh, won that game 102-96 over Wow, Milwaukee. they held Milwaukee 96 on the road, my man. I'm uh, I'm a little bit too far away from the old computer here. <laughs> I got to scoot on in. Man, I'm looking at all these lines all sideways and shit, and I got the damn... Uh, uh, you're good. I, Pick I, I that up, though. Life, right? I was just looking last eight games for the Knicks. They had one game against the Wizards. Terrible, uh, terrible, terrible defense where they went nuts. Their offense mm-hmm. was cr- on fire. Julius Randle put in 37. Right. They won that 131-113. Aside from that game, uh, over their last eight games, aside from that game, the highest point total that they've had in the game was 108, or 208, excuse me. Right. And uh, what is this, 213 and a half? Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely love it. These teams have been wagons to the under all year. Like I said, even with the firepower of Dallas, it doesn't matter when you're playing the New York Knicks. They have still, as we wind down the season, the number one defense in points per game allowed, field goal percentage allowed, and three-point field goal percentage allowed. And like you said, all of that's elevated when they're in Madison Square Garden. 150% hammered in. Knicks versus Mavs under 213.5. Heading on over to the ice for today's NHL plays of the day. 
Our first play, we're doing something that we typically don't like to do, but we're going to go ahead and do it anyway because we're so gosh darn confident in them. We're headed back to the Winnipeg Jets playing the Toronto Maple Leafs again. These teams obviously met on Wednesday, and we took Winnipeg, and they lost at home 3-1. to Real rough. That was an incredibly incredibly important game for the Jets and now they are even in more of a pressure situation to get the job done tonight Mm -hmm. because they are really fastly quickly slipping behind they now are only at 46 points to the Maple Leafs 49 points and all of a sudden the Oilers have gotten right on their tail with 45 points if they drop this one tonight it could be a wrap for their chances of the playoffs So they really need to get this done. They need to step up and get it done. They consistently have. They are a a real solid team, especially when uh, they're in this kind of position when they need to get it done, bounce back, come with the firepower. Jets are 7-1 and in their last eight when their opponent allows two goals or less in their previous game. You love that when they're playing the same team back-to-back. They're 5-1 and their last six after scoring two goals or less in their previous game. So you love that as well. Looking at some trends as the the these meetings between these two teams this season. First matchup was on January 18th. Toronto wins 3-1. to And ever since then, it's gone back and forth. Toronto, Winnipeg, Toronto, Winnipeg, Toronto on Wednesday. I'm thinking it sticks with the trends and Winnipeg gets the upset again in in the dog spot. They have been a little bit more consistent than the Leafs have been lately. The Leafs have put together a little bit of a win streak and then followed it up with a loss. And I don't think they're going to go back to the spot where they start putting it back together again. I think old Hellebuck, pulls his head out of his ass. He doesn't do some of the stuff he was doing on Wednesday night. He knows how important this game is. He's going to have to be a brick wall in that net. Yep, 100%. So first lock, Winnipeg Jets money line, hammer it in. Second lock of the day, I'm taking that one as well out of the NHL slate. We are rolling with the San Jose Sharks playing the Los Angeles Kings. This one is in LA and puck drop is at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. San Jose is playing as a very inspired bunch right now. Even though their playoff hopes are pretty much done as per the Kings as well, these two teams are bottom three in the West, both holding 34 points. It would do a lot for the Sharks' mentality and momentum right now, especially coming off of two back-to-back victories over the Minnesota Wild, who have been a very, very good team in their own right this year. I love the Sharks coming into LA. They're 12 and 3 in their last 15 15 meetings in Los Angeles and they're 10 and 4 in the last 14 meetings between these two teams. I love them in the dog spot partner. They've won the last two matchups back on the 24th and 22nd back to back 4-2-2-1. I watched them play the Wild because I took the Wild in a little bit of action and I just watch the Wild get obliterated. Mm-hmm. I thought the Sharks had somewhat of no chance in that game, and I was completely wrong. They are a scrappy bunch. They like to get in some fights. They like to stir it up and toss it up and make it all types of question marks going on in that game. And L.A. is completely different. L.A. Yeah. plays real soft, real hesitant, real back. It's that California style, eh? I am telling you, man. They just go for the offense. And those San Jose boys, they like to smash you. So I think San Jose playing in this really inspired spot, even if you look at the overall numbers and their away numbers, 
I still love them in the dog spot here. Plenty of value for them to get this done over the Kings. Yeah, I'm all over it with you. 100%. Moving right along. We, uh, we're going to pull the reins back a little bit on MLB. Sure. But we're still going to dip our toe yeah. into the pot. What? What? Who, who would we be yeah, if you know, we didn't? Lighter slate today. You know, lighter only slate. seven, I think seven games as opposed to the full slate. Right. right. But, uh, you know, we've got one here with a little extra juice on it. What do we got? We've got the A's, my, excuse me, the Oakland A's minus one and a half mm-hmm. at plus 140 odds over the Houston Astros. Uh, at the time of recording, we are still waiting on the final from last night's game between these two, but the Houston Astros starter, Christian Javier, uh, in 2020, he was 0-2 versus the Oakland A's, allowed seven runs over eight innings. Not uh, not a good recipe not there. Good at all. I'm looking at his game log. Not one team. Obviously, it's a smaller sample size than a normal 162 game season, but uh, not one single team. He uh, the only team he allowed more than three runs to in a game was these Oakland A's. Wow. And it was in Oakland. Wow. <laughs> um, on the flip side of that uh, starting pitching matchup, Jesus Luzardo for mm. the A's in 2020 against the Astros. Two starts, 284 ERA. Uh, one and zero. Only got the decision once, but uh, okay. two eight four, okay. two point eight four ERA. Uh, so much, much uh better, uh better pitching stats there for Jesus Luzardo. Uh, and the last thing here, uh, first of all, I think the A's are a better team this, than the Astros. That's one thing. Um, but then the other part, uh, you know, aside uh for last night's game's final, the A's are nine and four. In their last th- their last thirteen games against the Astros in Oakland, so they handle their business in Oakland for sure. I love it, man. And I wrote about it yesterday, one year removed from the Astros cheating scandal. There's still a big question mark as to what that offense really is. Are they a bunch of old washed up bums? Yeah. Are they actually hey, a bunch you- of power hitters? I would tend to lean towards the the previous. Yeah, <laughs> I actually don't know if Oakland's going to have any fans, but. Uh, I don't, I don't think, think any. So. They're uh, still pretty strict on COVID. Okay. But my point out, I mean, not necessarily in this matchup, but the Astros' uh, shame tour is going to be very much back on in 2021 because they Heck did yeah. not get the shame that they deserved in 2020. Yeah, that is very, very true. And now that so uh, fans will be present, that's what I'm saying. It's uh, they're going to let them have it. Yeah, it's going to be a whole nother ball game for those boys this we'll year. See. So, so yeah, we uh, decided to get a little more risky just because of the pitching matchup and all the stars are aligning on this one. So we're taking the run line. For the Houston Astros, minus one and a half at plus 140 odds. And wrapping things up, because we wanted to give it to you so you didn't have to search and go all high and low for our final four picks for this weekend. You better believe we're coming in hot. First matchup, Baylor-Houston. Mags, who we got? Uh, We are taking Baylor minus five over these Houston Cougars. I'm losing my mind over here. <laughs> Houston Cougars. Uh, Baylor's 3-1 and one ATS in the tournament so far. Covered their last three games as minus 7.5 favorites over Arkansas, minus 7.5 over Villanova, minus 6.5 over Wisconsin. And now you're dipping it down to minus 5. And why do I like that? Because Houston in this tournament, of course, they're perfect just like Baylor is, but mm. 
All of their opponents are double-digit seeds. Ah. They have had the easiest path to the Final Four out of all of these teams. Ten, And, I, you know, these double-digit teams are no scrubs. They sure. obviously, you know, they got to the point they were for a reason. But number 10 Rutgers, number 11 Syracuse, and number 12 Oregon State. I mean, everybody's talking about how well Drew, Grimes, and Sasser are going to match up in the backcourt with, with the Baylor, the the big Baylor <laughs> guards, sure. I should say. But I, I, I'm with you, man. I think that Baylor's size, Baylor's physicality, and Baylor's tempo is really going to be the difference in this game. I know Houston has a star-studded defense, but Baylor's been ripping through teams to get to this Final Four spot, and they can taste <laughs> that that championship game as we speak. Yeah, and one big thing for Houston that they've got been able to get to this point when they are, you know, when they have the talent and athleticism advantage, they take care of business, no right, problem. Right, right. And now they're running into a brick wall of athleticism and talent. Very true. Very true. And you know, they you can look and they do hold a lot of uh advantage Baylor does in just a lot of statistical categories as far as the offensive side of the ball. But then you just kind of go back to that defense. The defense is a question mark, but I just really don't think that the Houston defense can keep up with Baylor's 13th in the nation field goal and first in the nation three-point. They are absolute monsters. If if any single one of those guys gets their hands on the ball behind three-point, you just might as well expect it to go in. If right. they have a drive, you might as well expect it to go in. I mean, Teague is playing out of his mind. Teague drops threes with that goofy double clutch shot but it is so perfect every time we love baylor here at minus five yeah i'm all over it 100 percent for the second ncaa final four lock of saturday even though we're giving it to you on friday we are headed to the bruins and gonzaga bulldogs matchup and you know we looked at this spread a lot my partner really loves Gonzaga. He's probably going to hammer it in. I I don't know if I'm brave enough. I I might go to it. I might dip my toe in. You know, they are a wagon and a half of a team. Nonetheless, we went and found where the real good value is. Mm-hmm. And we are going to take the under, my under 145 and a half. And because of a few simple reasons, UCLA's tempo is extremely, extremely low. They take their sweet time passing the rock around, mm-hmm. get their play set up, let old Mick talk to him on the sideline a little bit, flip the script. Gonzaga, veteran team, very smart matchup. They know how to score. They know how to run the clock. They know how to get it down to 2-1 and still score the basketball. They don't get really rattled. They don't get really worried. And, you know, we talked about it a few pod episodes back. But Lucas Oil Stadium, man, playing in there and all that weird depth perception. Mm-hmm. And, and I know they're kind of now getting used to it, but you just practice and then you go to this huge open arena and all these cameras and they, it's just, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. Gonzaga has uh, gone, they went under in their last matchup against USC when that one was supposed to be just a shootout the whole way. They went under 151 and a half. They hit, uh, they have hit the under in three out of their last four and in um, five, four out of their last six. And those six have all been this uh, postseason, this tournament, okay. neutral site games. And then as well, UCLA is three and two to the under. And those have all played 
in the March Madness tournament. The only one they went over was when they went to, or two they went over was when they went to overtime with Michigan State and when they went to overtime with Alabama. So okay. all of them that stay in regular time, they're staying under. Right. Under 137, under 132 and a half, and under 139 for UCLA. Right around the same point total, it kind of splits right in the middle of where these two teams go under, 145 and a half. I yeah. love it, man. Yeah, I'm with you. And I, I, I agree with you that I think uh, the pace of it is going to be slower. If Gonzaga controls the pace, I still don't think that's much of a problem because I think UCLA is just going to be lost. Yeah. And they're not going to be able to put it in the basket. Yeah. Cause they, and it's going to be a cause shit that's, show. That's their game is being able to control the pace and... Yeah. and and I mean, they, they confused Michigan. Now, granted, that, that went down to the wire, but Tiger was making shots he that, a, that he shouldn't yeah. have been making. Um, I think 100 was the final total. 100. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's uh, it's definitely a lot of value here on the under. Yeah. Uh, regardless of how either one of these uh, teams show up, it definitely should be a hitter. So one more time. Let's hit that rewind button. Go all the way back to the top and... Give them to you one more time. The TTL Crew's favorite plays of the day for your Friday, April 2nd, 2021. For today's NBA slate, we are taking the Charlotte Hornets at plus four and the Mavs versus the Knicks under 213 and a half. For today's NHL slate, we are taking the Winnipeg Jets money line and we are taking the San Jose Sharks money line. From today's MLB slate, we are taking the Houston, no, we are not, we are taking the (laughs) Oakland Athletics minus one and a half run line at plus 140 odds. And for your Saturday bets tomorrow, for the final four, we are taking Baylor at minus five, and in the UCLA versus Gonzaga matchup, we are taking under the game total of 145 and a half or whatever the current best line you can find them at on your favorite sports book. Hammer them in, lock them home, and get ready to run those tickets to the window with the TTL crew. Let's slide on into segment number two of this beautiful Friday. Hope you enjoyed those locks. We are so ready to get those babies cashing and uh, kicked off for some good action here on Friday, we thought, uh, hey, you know, let's show off the versatility of these bad boys one once again, as if they couldn't do enough already. That's right. We brought it back. The fan favorite, Moneyline Dice. You can hear them. They're right there, right in the hands. You better believe it. So, we've done basketball. We've done hockey. We are going to do some Major League Baseball, boys and girls. So you better believe it. We have located a matchup. We have locked it in, and we are ready to roll. No pun intended. We are going to the matchup between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Miami Marlins. The Rays are currently favorites at Open, but not by much. It's at minus 120, minus 100 for the Marlins. Uh, Obviously, run line is at minus 1.5 when it is that low, and the total is currently set at 7.5. One more time, as per usual, we are going to go ahead and roll the home or away dice, the money line or ATS die, and the over, under, die. As per usual, first roll of the day, we are snagging up that home away die. 
and we are going to roll. We got Tampa Bay as the away team and Miami as the home team. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first roll of the day, we are going with the away team in the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Okay, so away team it is. Away team it is. Let me click over here to another tab so I can see this for sure. All right, so is it going to be the run line or is it going to be the money line? Is it going to be the run, run line or is it going to be the money line? Only one person knows or one object and that's this die in my hand. And in three, two, one, we're going to find out. Well, ATS, Little the run ATS. line. ATS. Okay. So that's okay. raise minus one and a half. Raise minus one and a half is the first play of our money line dice roll. And for the second, the over under, the total, the game total set at seven and a half runs. Are we going under? Are we going over? What is the dice going to tell us we're doing today, ladies and gentlemen, for the seven and a half? We are going. That was a little bogus because it hit some wires, mm -hmm. so I'm going to mm -hmm. shoot it out. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be unfair. Bum wrong, bum wrong. Don't want to be unfair. Here we go. Over seven and a half. Okay. It is over seven and a half. So one more time, ladies and gentlemen, for our money line dice TTL roll of the day, we are taking the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, minus one and a half, and over the total of seven and a half. And hey, if you want your own money line dice, we got the hookup for you. Not only do our friends over at Moneyline Dice have the dice, they also have a tr bet tracking book, they have an MMA judging scorecard, and some pretty damn sweet merchandise you can get too. If you head on over to MoneylineDice.com, which we will... Put the link in the description of this episode. You can hit that bad boy, pick out your favorite items, and enter code TTL10 at checkout. That is TTL10 at checkout for 10% off on your first order. No minimum purchase required. Go on there, snag your dice, use code TTL10, get you that sick-ass discount, and start rolling some dice with the crew. Have some fun, and let's do it. Lock and load. And for the third and final segment of today's Talking the Line podcast episode number 19 for your Friday, April 2nd, 2021. Man, I just got to say it a couple times just to hammer it home because it's just like, how are we already in April? Mm -hmm. It's already 2021. I don't understand. I can't correlate and compute how we got here but we're here and we're playing hey, and we're, we're living we're riding we're rolling we're riding and rolling and uh hey hey the vaccines are going in people are coming back out mm -hmm. master slowly staying on but might be coming off at some point we'll see what happens we're slowly seeing the light at the end of the tunnel kids however wanted to uh go back to something we haven't done in a while for the last segment uh, of today's pod, we wanted to give you some key stats and trends to uh, take a look at out of the NBA. So some uh, key, it, it varies for what we look at sure. as far as stats and trends, but we'll give you some key ones uh, as far as ATS. 
As we wind down the NBA season this year, just a little under 30 games remaining to play, depending on who your team is and what place they are in. As far as ATS goes, giving you a little bit of ideas and some hints when you're uh, trying to hammer in some bets of your own outside of the TTL cruise locks. How about as a home underdog? You always love to see that. Can you defend home court as a dog? Top five in the league. You got Philadelphia 76ers, 4-0 ATS. The Utah Jazz, 1-0 ATS. Brooklyn Nets, 5-2 ATS. New Orleans Pelicans, 7-3 ATS. And the Charlotte Hornets, 9-4-1 ATS. Top five. How about bottom five as a home dog? We got the Milwaukee Bucks, 0-1 as a home dog. The LA Lakers, 0-3 ATS as a home dog. How about this next one? Houston Rockets, 2-12 ATS as a home dog. And Indiana Pacers, 1-4 mm-hmm. ATS as a home dog. Might as well let you know what's going on with the away dogs because sometimes those can be real profitable. Top five in the league for against the spread in the NBA as an away underdog. Phoenix coming in at number one. The Suns are 5-0 ATS as an away dog. Chicago are Bulls, mm-hmm. 12-4 ATS as an away puppy. Big time away uh, ATS team. Big time. The old Spurs and Pop, 8-3 ATS as an away dog. Portland, 8-4 ATS. And the old Oklahoma City Thunder, 14-8 ATS as an away dog. Bottom five in the league. Again, Milwaukee, 0-1 oh, yeah, ATS. Only one, <laughs> it's only one, but hey, it's something to look at. Maybe if they get in that uh, underdog spot, you bet against them. Something to think about in the bottom of the league. 76ers as an away dog, 2-6 and six ATS. Quite surprising. Cleveland, ooh, as an away dog, 7-16 and 16 ATS. Golden State Warriors, 5-11 and 11 ATS as an away dog. And the Denver Nuggies, kind of interesting there. Two and four ATS yep. as an away dog. They've been uh, some powerhouses this year, so that's kind of surprising to see. It's something you want to keep your eye on. There. Definitely. And then one that I also really like, and I'm sure my partner would would attest with me, is a little one day off. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely got to look at off. the uh, no rust right. one day right. off. right. So how about uh, how about best team in the league ATS with one day off? Our Bulls eighteen and nine ATS. How about that? How about it? You got the Suns right behind them, holding the same record eighteen and nine ATS. So they're kind of tied there for first. Memphis Grizzlies with one day rest nineteen and eleven ATS. Seventy Sixers twenty and twelve ATS, and the Charlotte Hornets nineteen. 12 and 1 ATS. Bottom five with one day off. Oh boy. Houston Rockets, 8 and 26 ATS with one day rest. Cleveland Cavs, 8 and 21 ATS. Washington Wizards, 11 and 17 ATS. Indiana as well, 11 and 17 ATS. And at number five, Miami Heat, 13, 20, and 1 ATS with one day rest. Indiana, if you still needed uh, another stat there to fade them today. On Any our more line, convincing, I 11 think, and 17. I don't think I threw that in my analysis. No, but hey, hell of a find there, huh? Eh? Backs us up. What uh, are some of your favorites to look at on there, partner? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, 
little bit of a different uh, different avenue here, but I like looking at, especially for the NBA, I look at I like looking at uh, ATS and conference games and ATS and non conference games. Sure, because when you have teams that are you know fighting for their playoff lives, mm-hmm. they're going to be fighting tooth and nail every single night to win these games. Absolutely. When you have the teams, uh, you know, you know, it's not. 100% across the board, this type of trend, but it's worth looking at when you have a team like, for example, bottom five non-conference teams. Uh, a couple of them are just bad teams. Cleveland and Houston are the bottom two teams. But then the Los Angeles Lakers, six and 13 non-conference games. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of that is probably when, uh, you know, when they have LeBron. So, you know, right, right now, look at Lakers lines with a grain of salt. <laughs> right. The way they're playing right now. Uh, and, you know, Milwaukee down there as well, eight and 12. Those, just, those games just don't have the same type of value for them. Right, they you know they take those nights off for the most part, not hundred percent, but they're more likely to take those nights off. Whether that means literally uh, resting their stars or just kind of you know not going balls to the wall. Uh, on the flip side, the top teams in that: San Antonio twelve and three ATS and non conference games. Okay. Utah eighteen and seven, Memphis twelve and Wagon. five, Brooklyn fourteen and seven. So that kind of goes against what I was saying as far as some of these top teams taking it off. But hey, it's worth looking at. Worth looking at for sure. Uh, and then our, on the matchup, sure. And then our Bulls sixteen and ten non conference. I love it. I absolutely love it. And then, uh, yeah, same thing kind of with uh, with those conference games. Uh, it's just something another another little something to look at there. Sure. Absolutely, absolutely. How about the top five teams in the league right now as a favorite? Mm-hmm. We're going to fade the first one because it doesn't really count. 1-0-1 are the Oklahoma City ah, Okay. <laughs> Underneath that, you got the New York Knicks, 12-6 and ATS as a fave. Memphis Grizzlies 14 and 7 ATS as a favorite. Phoenix Suns 25 and 14 ATS. Utah Jazz 28 and 16 ATS. And the Golden State Warriors 12 and 7 ATS as a favorite. And then why not toss it at you as a dog? As an underdog, Phoenix Suns 6 and 2 ATS. Brooklyn Nets 10 and 5 ATS. Utah Jazz 2 and 1 ATS. And San Antonio and New Orleans tied with both 14 and 10 ATS as a dog on the season. Top five teams in that category. You know, we we uh, might as well take a little long gander at the over-unders here. Okay. Before you do. What you got? You said Phoenix at the top there, 6 and 2. It's been, uh, that was uh, actually mostly at the beginning of the season before people realized that they were legit <laughs> They squad. were legit as shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have the exact date, but it's been... Uh, since like early February, since they're even an underdog. But hey, if they're hey, in that spot again, take them. Absolutely, absolutely <laughs> take them. If you find the Suns anywhere as an underdog, yeah. smash that line in. Or do your research because five of their players might be out because sure. that just wouldn't make any type of sense. So um, looking at the over-unders for home teams, we have the best teams to the under this is going to be under record so don't confuse it as over under this is to the under so Houston is 16 6 and 1 to the under Charlotte 14 7 and 1 to the under Memphis 16 9 and 1 to the under and the Lakers 16 and 11 to the under and San Antonio 15 11 are uh our plays that uh, we took today, the old Mavs and Knicks, the old under there that we decided to hammer in, you know, that 213 and a half. Well, uh, about two spots up on that list right there, still in the 
top 10 in the league to the under, if you will. New York is 13-10 and 10 to the under as a home team. And Dallas, as an away team, is 14-11 and 11 to the under. I love it. I absolutely love it. And look at you backing me up. I didn't even have to click on that second tab. I see, I saw where you were at. You're, you're a hell of a guy, man. I'm telling you, this is why this podcast works. <laughs> but uh, any other over-under, anything else uh, you're looking at there over-under-wise? Uh, you know, I would say kind of... I would say pretty similar. Maybe not the away dog road favorite, yeah, not that yeah. type of stuff, but maybe the no rest one day off. Yeah, and stuff even, like that too. Even maybe a little conference, non-conference. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I would say the rest stuff is huge, though, honestly. Right, right. With uh, one day off, um, just to kind of touch on that, as you mentioned it, Lakers are 23-9 and nine to the under. Orlando's 19-10-1 and one to the under. Miami 22-12 and 12 to the under. Thunder eighteen and eleven, and Houston twenty thirteen and one to the under. All those teams on one day rest. So nice little trend to check out there. Look at there if uh, you see those teams in a potential matchup as well. And you know it's also kind of a hell of a time just to to talk a little bit about uh, to bets and units and and why we look at what we do and and um, you know a lot of people kind of kind of still think uh, hammering about fifty parlays a day. Mm. And combining all of our plays together is is the way to go. Well, my friends, we don't have them as straight plays for no reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we if we we liked a parlay, we would make them a parlay. You know, the whole reason why we bet as we do is to maximize gains and to minimize losses. If you go three and three, you can still be up positive units on the day. And then you turn around and have a five and one day, and you're huge. Now, granted, we would all love to have. 6-0 and o days, 7-0 and o days, 5-1, and one, whatever the case might be, but it's just not going to happen in the world of gambling. We had uh, the old Atlanta Braves game tied 2-2 in the 10th inning. Same identical play, pop out to center field. First one was to the Phillies. Center fielder threw it on a laser, and they out at home. Second time around, same position. Should have been the Braves who got that run scored, but it wasn't. They were in the position first, ended up being the Phillies. The Braves had all the money. The Braves were showing the trends. It's just what happens. It's gambling. Sometimes it happens, man. Well, uh, to keep hammering on the point of that, uh, to go to a different game from yesterday's slate, the under in the, uh, what was it, Brewers oh, Twins? Brewers Twins, yeah. Under seven and a half. Under seven twin. and a half, under eight, whatever you found it at. Twins up uh, five twins to up two. Five to two going into the ninth. Bottom of the ninth. Yeah. Yeah. And then they lose. Bottom of the ninth. They lose in extra innings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and lost in extra innings. Uh, and, and you know, a little fishy there. A little fishy there. We got a lazy pop fly out to right center uh, by old Yelly. And uh, instead of just camping under, we want to run and jump and dive and have it hit off of our gloves. Quite interesting. Then the game ends 6-5. They don't six teach to the five. fundies anymore, dude. I'm telling you, <laughs> they don't know how to play this game anymore, these damn kids. <laughs> but either way, hey, stick to the unit. Stick to what you're doing. And don't don't waver. If you have a bad day, don't try and win all your money back the next day by doing something different. No, that obviously doesn't work. Well, you got to stay consistent. If you look at our trends, if you look at our records, you see that we have done nothing but grow and build and gain units. If you continue to bet with us and bet how we're betting, and if you want to sprinkle in some of our additional plays, if you want to take me and Mag's personal plays and parlay those, sure, Merry Christmas. Those are <laughs> those are our additional plays outside of our favorites of the day, so we're not even guaranteeing those in the first place. And if we 
throw similar units on those and we're not both on that probably means that one of us loved it and the other one was like, ah, no right. thanks, no thanks. I don't yeah, like it. I don't exactly. want to put it on the pot. Exactly, exactly. So either way, you always want to uh, pay attention to our actions because we will always, always, always have every single lock that you can possibly ever want, uh, not only from our personal pages, but from the TTL page, as I was saying as well. Um, you know, partner, not uh, not a huge, super long, intensive episode here. Um, going to wrap it up as per usual with my motivation minutes. But hey, before uh, I, I do that thing here, and before we let these kind degenerates and gamblers from far and wide go on about their Fridays here, Anything burning on your heart, burning on your mind, just been roasting this whole podcast, you just been waiting to get out and share with the people out there, anything you want to have a little chat about here before we close things out? I don't think so. I think I'm all set. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, very uh, anticlimactic there. No problem at all. We uh, hope you enjoyed today's pod. Definitely uh, locked and loaded with some real solid plays. We... Uh, we are taking everything straight, everything nice and easy, five nice easy plays. We got you covered for the final four. You should be set to rock and roll for at least the next 24 hours as it comes to bets. Get ready to cash some tickets. So uh, closing things out here, might as well uh, do what I usually do. Do it. The old motivation minutes. And for today's motivation minutes, sending you on into the weekend, I wanted to share something that is uh, really important for your success and for your mindset and for your outlook and where you're at. And that is speaking things into existence. And what do I mean by that? Not only speaking positivity into everything you do, but whatever you want in this life, whatever you want to achieve, speak of it as if you already have. Don't speak as, oh, if one day I could, or, oh, if I'm learning it now. I'm going to figure out how to do this. I've already accomplished X, Y, and Z towards it. Anything you want, the more you speak of it as if you already have it, if you visualize what it looks like in your possession, whether that be a certain level of success, whether that be a certain item you've been trying to get, whatever the case may be, the more that you live your life as if that thing is already part of your life and as if you've already attained it, the faster it will come to you. The more that you try to pile on ways as to why you can't get to that spot or as to why you wouldn't be successful in XYZ position, and don't speak favor onto what you're doing and, and speak the success into existence, the less of an opportunity it has to come into your life. The more that you can focus on just being positive, being positive in everything you do and speaking positivity into every single moment of your day, things will roll in your direction like you had no idea in your mind. If you can do that one simple task each and every single day. Take a few moments to just speak things into existence, just to realize that you have so many blessings, that you have so much going for you in your life, and that things really aren't as bad as they seem. And all you have to do is continue to work 
and drive towards your goals and speak as if you've already achieved every single one of them. What do you think? Hey, I feel good. Absolutely. <laughs> Visualization, I know that's all what uh, you're all about. But I'm, uh, uh, Yeah, and even to kind of expand on that a little more too, man, I... I've been using visualization since I was, I don't want to say very young, but teenage years for sure. And it is so incredibly powerful when you realize and find out that you have the key to bring in anything into your life with inside you, it'll blow you away, man. And and you can start with something small, something, something so minute, it's not even fun. a pair of underwear. For crying out loud, like, ah, I'm just being funny, but think, and and this is just kind of an exercise. Let, let's say you're needing a new pair of underwear, okay? Or, or whatever the case might be. Visualize what that might look like. Visualize what they, how they feel, how they look on you. What color are they? Where, where did you get them from? How, how fast did they come into your possession? When did you locate them what spot on the shelf were they at to the minute details then you expand that out okay you you want to for instance start a business what does success look like for you but not only that what does the building you work in look like what does the content you produce look like what does the feel of the desk you sit at when you make that content feel like what does it look like? What's on the top? By digging deep and visualizing those things, it is so powerful as to how they can get pulled into your life. I can't explain it. I don't know why it works, but it works 150% of the time and some of the most successful people on this planet talk about visualization and speaking things into existence. It's very powerful. Yeah. Very, very powerful, man. I need, to, I need to do more of it myself. No, no question. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's definitely something we all can do more because you know it's it's easy to get caught in the the day to day monotony of where we're at. Everything's cool. Everything's comfortable. Shit'll come to us. Is what it is. But the more that you visualize what that that meaning of success is to you in whatever area, the more doors that are open and the more <laughs> thoughts that you have on how to actually achieve that and it, it it it's wild how it just comes into your life and you least expect it and it's almost you visualize it you keep putting in the work you visualize it, you keep putting in the work and then bam it just drops in your lap and you're like okay so this is how it is this is how i got it and it is exactly how you envisioned it from the start and it blows you away every single time blows you away every single time however that's cool to Motivation Minutes for today. Speak everything into existence in your life and visualize what success means to you. Well, I suppose it's uh, time we let these kind folks go on and get about their Fridays here then, huh? Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, uh, like I said earlier, you got baseball coming down uh, coming down the pipe, daytime, afternoon, nighttime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Final four championship mm-hmm. game this weekend. I'm yeah. juiced. Hey, maybe a nice little family Easter with you, with your loved ones. Who uh-huh. knows? Who knows Who what's knows? coming up? You know, you might get you a nice honey-baked ham, Ooh. if you will. 
you know? I think I'm getting a couple of those this weekend. Hey, you know, little little green bean casserole. Mm. You know, if you want to get real freaky, some of them Hawaiian rolls. Oh, You know, just you want to get nuts, rip that bad boy in half, slap a little bit of that honey-baked ham, some of that green bean casserole on top, put that top back on and shove it down and go. (laughs) Oh, you're just getting me worked up already (laughs) thinking about it. I'm telling you what. I, uh... I might have to work something in here with it, with some game day recipes or something. And, you know, oh, yeah. Chef Chef Colt's got his shit. You know, maybe some uh, recipe book and bets. <laughs> I like <laughs> Who knows? it. Who knows what happens here? But uh, maybe a little foreshadowing of some shit to come. We'll see what happens. Cranberry sauce with a side of bulls minus five. Hey, you better believe it. You better believe it. But, yeah. Hey, once again, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide, for me and Mags, thank you guys so, so much for stopping by not only today's pod, but every other pod, showing us your support, showing us your love, and uh, communicating content with us and commenting with us, following us, all that good stuff. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our hearts, You, we cannot tell you how much it means to us, and we are only going to keep pushing it and growing this thing as big and bad as we can make it. Enjoy your Easter coming up here. Enjoy Good Friday, the real reason for the season while we're all here. And have a spectacular rest of your Friday unless you have other plans. Let's cash some tickets.